Welcome to Minority Corner, where we take an introspective look at the world through an intersectional lens. I'm James, he, him. I'm a queer political activist, actor, comedian, self-proclaimed sexy blurred. That's a um, black nerd. And each week I'm joined in the corner by other fabulous minorities and some allies tackling the news, pop culture, politics, media, entertainment, and history with a little self-care, self-love sprinkled throughout, all for our own personal and collective empowerment. Well, hello there, Kona Kids. What's up, what's up? What's up, what's up, what's up? Hey! Got a brand new episode of Minority Corner here, but it's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little different. Now, you all know, we've been talking about this for weeks. Plug in my new morning daily show, Get On Up with Jam and Renee, with our lovely fellow Maximum Fun podcast host, Renee Colvert from Can I Pet Your Dog? We do it every Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific time, uh, 10 a.m. to noon. Eastern time, and we're having so much fun over there. We thought, well, why not let the corner kids get a little taste? We want y'all to get a little taste, see what we're doing on over there, and to entice you to come on in and join us on uh, the show. Get on up with us. It'll be so dope. So we're going to give you some highlights of what we've done this week. Uh, I've had such a great conversation. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Some of it might feel a little familiar, but it's a little bit different. So we start off, we do a nice little weekend check-in, y'all. I went to an amusement park for my little nephew's birthday and adventures abound. Also, I think I am now banned from Macy's. Tell you all about that. We discussed roller coasters, our issues with zoos. I mean, come on. When's the last time we went to a zoo? A little depressing. And uh, how do we unpack and, and help this situation? Okay, and then we dive on into some of the news that we saw happening over the weekend, some of the stuff that you might have missed in our Monocle Monday news segment. We talk about Britney maybe releasing some new music, all kinds of stuff. Will there be a Black Buffy? I don't know. Is there a Black Battalion that's finally getting its roses? You'll find out. Then we've been celebrating Women's History Month on Get On Up and over here on Minority Corner as well. And today, y'all, we are diving into Josephine Baker. Y'all, Josephine Baker is one of those folks that I thought I knew about her. I This woman, her, mo- her movie, you would need a 10-part Netflix series. HBO Max, she's better than Netflix. Sorry, Netflix, but... HBO Max at the least, or at least some sort of MCU trilogy of sorts, because the woman is phenomenal. I mean, she was an artist, an activist, a dancer, a singer, a spy. Oh, hold on to your butts. And then lastly, on we like to play a little game called Wildin' or Working It, where we look at things happening in the news or even in our daily lives. Uh, you corner the corner kids, y'all get to chime in. Was this person Wildin' or Working It? Was Lindsey Graham wiling during the uh, confirmation hearings of Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson for Supreme Court? Probably. Were the parents of a potentially gay dog who gave it up for adoption? Were they wiling or working it? Uh, and just like that season two, is it wiling or working it that they're going to even do it? And are these Jeopardy contestants wiling or working it? We weigh in. You decide as well. 
and it's gonna be a great old time. So uh, this is a little taste, a little foo-foo platter, a little buffet style, a little bit of things that we've been doing over there on Get On Up. We wanted to give y'all this gift. So uh, this is uh, our Get On Up backdoor pilot, I guess it is. So uh, here it is. We're gonna have to get on up here on Minority Corner. It's time to learn, laugh, and play, and get on up. Let's do it. All right, what's up, everybody? Was working for the weekend. They worked, they did it. Da, 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 da. Get on uppers. There was a weekend. If you were able to enjoy it, or you did it, or you experienced it, again, I don't want to assume that everybody is working on Monday through Friday, but two days happened since we last saw each other. How was it? What did y'all get mm-hmm. into? Into the comments, shout it out so the whole world can see it. Say, I went to the moon and back. And I would then be like, Elon Musk, what are you doing here? What, what are you doing, Elon? Person. So happy to have you. This is I have notes. good I have because notes, I have Musk. some things to say. Just some First of all, Elon. To spend your money. <laughs> Elon shows up and we just give him a lecture. I'm sure he's used to it. Uh, Renee, how was your weekend? Yes. What did you get into? What did you do? It was good. I teased that I was going to a murder mystery party mm. and a gift from, and there's no other way to say it, the heavens rest upon my phone around 2 p.m. on Saturday of the murder mystery party saying, oh, I'm so sorry. It has been canceled. Oh, yay. <laughs> what a gift. 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 Uh, so I did not have to go to a murder mystery party. Uh, but instead, my friend that I was going to go to, uh, we just grabbed a quick bite. We grabbed a dinner. We were home by nine. That's a perfect Saturday, the likes of which <laughs> I've never seen. So thrilled. Uh, and then on Sunday, I went on a big, long hike with uh, my favorite people in Los Angeles. Not my favorite people ever because you are not here. Than my favorite people in Los Angeles. I went on a little bit of a hike. I watched The Hulk. And uh, I also watched uh, Turning Red. Pixar's Turning Red. Have you seen that oh, yet? Oh, I want to see that. Okay. okay. I wanna, I'm going to watch it this week. So After I'm you hoping... watch it. Yeah, I think it'd be important to talk about. Because they okay. uh, it's a little groundbreaking in a good way. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to check that out. And while okay. everyone was hearing that you were reporting on your weekend, they jumped right yes. into the stream. Yes. So we have uh, Robin... Uh, join yielding sheep, Derek, and uh, you have joined, and you, you. And, and you, and you, <laughs> you, 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 you. And right. Stacey watched Dick Tracy uh, last night, so that's great. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. One with Madonna, Forever. and is Tommy Lee playing Dick Tracy? Am I remembering that right? No. Oh, well, maybe. Him. I did. Okay. Hold on. Dick now we gotta Tracy. find out. Uh, so I had teased that I was going to go on a hike, and then yes. I was so tired. I I, I was so tired that I, I I couldn't. After we did the show, I laid yeah. down. I took a nap. Yeah. I, I had to. So I'm on staycation. I'm allowed to do it. Not, eh. More than I was fair. Just so tired. Um, and the hike I'm going to go on is actually four hours. And so by the time I went oh. to the gym, and no. then I came, I just had to drive. It's an hour away like to go start the hike. And uh, the sun was going to set. So I decided my goal is to do it on Wednesday. So I'll get nice and rested up. So after the show, Great. Go to the gym, and then go for my hike. So that is my goal. So what I do Amazing. on Friday, 
did some cleaning. I am now officially banned from Macy's. I Uh-oh. I poked no, we my head. Text. In, we got a I text. went downtown to go get my yeah. my nephew. It was his birthday. I got him some Hot Wheels mm-hmm. from Target. And then I was uh-huh. like, let me just peek into Macy's real quick and see. I had no just goal. Real just real I quick. I had no goal. Yeah. Let me just see. Is there a sale? Dumb question. If it's the weekend, there's always a sale at Macy's. Do we <laughs> have any Macy cards holders here on yeah. the Get On Up? I tell people, okay. if you don't have a Macy's card, you're doing it wrong. It is okay. true. And you only shop Thursday to Sunday. Okay. And because uh, there's always a sale. Valentine's sure. Day sale. They had a fourth of right. July. They had a they had a they had a Black Friday sale in July. And then this oh, boy. weekend, okay. it was just <laughs> this yeah, weekend there was no theme. This weekend. It was just okay. sale. It was just everything's it on sale. Just, everything just go. Now, what does the card do? It, it, you get a sale on top of a sale? It should all 20% off on top of the already sales yeah. that are happening. No, so, that's pretty good. So let's hear about this loot. What did you what uh, how would you walk I away with? I don't want to bore you with the details. <laughs> just, I don't want to bore you with the details. Okay, but it was and enough. That I banned both myself. Sarah and I got a you have to ban me from <laughs> Macy's. I'm not allowed. Back I'm, not, in. I'm not allowed to go back until June. I'm good. I'm good. I have okay. all that I need. But then, okay. yeah. I then I also now I have to put a caveat because I said okay. I'm not allowed to go there till June. But then what did I do after I was done texting you all? Mm-mm. I went online mm-hmm. to Macy's.com and bought a pair of shoes. So I'm also yeah. not allowed on okay. allowed on their website. Right, no more online. I'm proud of you for finding a loophole to your own rule. It's like you can't trick me, me. I'll find a way. I'm gonna get it online. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I now, I don't want to encourage this bad behavior because you've clearly stated that you don't want it. But I think another loophole could be asking a friend to get it for you, if you oh, want. There's okay. just there's ways around this. We no, can I we just... can enable this all the live long day <laughs> if you need. No, if it's a. Pro- I am concerned. I'm concerned. I'm not allowed in or on the website. I'm going to block okay. it. You know, you can block websites. Yeah. I'm yeah. curious, get on uppers. Do you have any stores that you are just like, if you're in, if you go in, you're in trouble? And mm-hmm. for some people, it's IKEA. Renee, do you have one? Is there a store that, like, you know, Petco? I, <laughs> I think it might be like Postmates. Then it can be like, no, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> I was listening to a uh, a budget podcast of how to save, and they sort of gave the notion of it, it's a technique that you can apply if it pertains to you. Of like to pick your three things that you value; those are the three things that you can be a little indulgent in. Mm. So for you, you could pick. Well, I can get anything I Macy's. want from Macy's, but <laughs> that means you can't uh, do it elsewhere. So I think mine are taking care of the dog. Uh-huh. Like making sure the dog's probably taken care of. Um, yeah. And then fun, adventure. Uh, and then I don't know what my third one would be. Macy's. Make it Macy's. Oh, my God. This is probably Postmates. Right? It should be. <laughs> Go get yourself a Macy's card. I'm signing you up. And then I'm right. sending you a list. I'm gonna Thank use you. Your... And then here's what I need. Here's what I need. <laughs> I'm going to use your idea. Oh, man. Okay, but then the credo, so I actually, Renee, we did a Freaky Friday switch. I, because I'm on staycation, I went out at nine o'clock. I had, I had to go to Six Flags the next day and I was like, oh, I'll be in bed by like one, three thirty. Oh, puppy. It was a gaggle of gays. I went out with a gaggle Uh of gays. I made Uh new gay friends. We went out. It was really great. And then, Yes. Here's the thing. And then so I went to Six Flags, got on the ferry, four hours of right. sleep, managed to drink all the coffees. Ooh, 
impressive. Uncle Very James impressive. coming to the rescue. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so we went to, hi, Derek. Good morning. Hello, hello. We're talking about the weekend. I went to Six Flags Discovery Kingdom here in Northern California. Right. It used okay. to be Marine World. Back in the day, it was like just a pretty much a giant interactive zoo. You could like, it was just covered with like animals. You could like ride the elephants. You could feed the giraffes. There was a whale show. There was a bird show. There was a lion okay. show. But it got bought out by Six Flags like 20, maybe like, uh, how old am I? Maybe almost, almost about 20 years ago, 20 okay. plus years ago. Um, and so then Six Flags was like, yeah, we're going to put roller coasters. And so they just started taking the animals kind of like away. They had this like dinosaur exhibit once, like when Jurassic Park came out. Huh. Never as good as you think it's going to be. It was like yeah. animatronic. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. oh, these are just robots that don't move. They had this like, they like were like, oh, we're launching this shark experience. And you thought it was going to be like in Jaws. Like it's like underground and you're like underneath. There's like sharks all around. Right. But right. then you get yeah. there. It's like a, a 60 second yeah. escalator thing that just moves you really <laughs> quickly across. Sure. Like, oh, yeah. came here oh, for okay. this. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. Poor parents well, uh, who <laughs> I just and, and I, listen, I am one of them. I am now part of these are my people at this point, but they can't find their camera on their phone. And so by the time they do, the oh, I'm at the end of the you already got, uh, so well, you never got I, the pick. Yeah. You're, well, they've changed it up. So I think they're just glad that you're there now. So okay. like it was <laughs> I don't know how much money they're pouring back into this park. Uh because right. it just they got rid of a lot of the animals, which makes sense because I think we're in this Good. mindset of like animals don't want to be here. It's yes, it's not the eighteen hundreds anymore. Absolutely, and you're not the elephants are care of them. They put all these like roller coasters in here, so there's like less and less animals. And also, I'm sure the roller coasters were not great. good for the animals. You know, not great. Yeah, certainly, not. most yeah. of they're used. When I was a kid, there was like five. There was like a dolphin and whale show. There would be like five dolphins swimming in formation, and then there'd be two whales that would do a show. No. Uh, there were five, so there used to be like five dolphins and like two whales. Has anybody seen like a, a, a dolphin and whale show? And here's the thing. These dolphins, they're very talented, but they should not, they don't want to be doing this, right? They don't yeah. want to be doing it. I've watched, if you watch, what is it? The, Blackfish? Is, yeah. Is that the one with about the dolphins? Is that the dolphin one? Oh, I guess I don't know. that. I probably, there's after you watch Blackfish, you'll never go back. Yeah. Yeah, there's a dolphin one. Okay. And I, I had been swimming with dolphins once, and I would never do this again <laughs> now knowing what, you know, they do and go through. But when I was a kid, yeah. they'd be swimming yeah. in formation. They'd jump up so high. they do all these of things. Course. But now you go. There's only there's two dolphins left. Mm. I one of them is 31. One of them is 35. Um, I am 36. I've been watching these dolphins since I was a kid. Wow. Liberty. I remember when Liberty was born. It was a big deal. Like here's our new wow. baby dolphin, and it's so fascinating because they can't. They don't do any of the big jumps anymore. I mean, they're old. They're old dolphins. They're yeah, like they're, they're not. They're yeah, just absolutely. They're, they literally most of the show it. was Renee was like let's yeah. hug they're like here comes a dolphin trainer she's getting in the water and she's gonna hug the dolphins and they yeah. just had music in the background the dolphins would kind of do a little bit of a dance they jump up a little but because there's no more whales so yeah. we my nephew's there for my nephew's birthday we were like let's sit in the very front row they're like it's the splash zone and like of course the dolphins great they're not the whales they can't splash yeah. that hard yeah yeah You're well they reworked the number so they just use uh -oh. their flipper and they just go uh -huh. by and they go Cute. Yeah, yeah. Soaking wet, just soaking 
yeah. soaking wet. Uh, it was absolutely <laughs> on four gross. hours sleep. Okay, four right. hours yeah. sleep. Lots of coffee. <laughs> oh, salt water all over. Uh, yep, 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 yep. And but they also tried to pitch the show. They're just like. We love the dolphins. All about love, 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 love. The dolphins love being here. We love being here right. with them. The host seems like he was kind of phoning it in a little bit. Like this was oh. the second show of the day. Yeah, you can't do done. that. You gotta, you gotta act like done. every show's the number one show. You don't know who will be in the audience. Don't Did know. You could be discovered. Sweet nephew, we took my nephew to um, what? Waterworld Live Sea War Spectacular at Universal, and it was the same like. Splash out, oh my gosh, the splash out, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. Uh, not quite putting together what splash zone means. So he was so excited, and then they splashed him, and he was so mad. Yeah. Uh, How did your nephew handle that splash? It always seems like a good idea at the time, but you get splashed a lot throughout this little 30, 40 minute show. Get on uppers if you ever sat in the splash zone and regretted it. Uh, (laughs) It seems like a good idea at the time. When I was a kid, we used to love it because it'd be so hot at Marine World. And we were like, we got to go. We go to the whale show so we can get wet. And then, you know, like it was part of the experience. And now as an adult, I'm like, I feel like I would wet my pants. And like, Mm -hmm. it just kept going. They just just, kept. You're just all yielded. Yeah. They just kept did, did doing it. Nephew like it? Was your nephew happy with it? He was. I think by the like fourth splash, he was like completely over. I'm like the show's almost over. It's right here. Right. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it's fine. And then okay, we so we uh, so they have rides. We we I rode on some of the little kid rides with him. But then eventually we found our way into the big kid area. Excuse I me. I managed to get on two rides. I wish it was more. Oh, I wish okay. it was more. Okay. But I got on two. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, sadly, it was two of the rides that I've already written when I was a teenager. Yeah. I didn't get to get to the new stuff. So I got to go okay. back. Okay. Well, we like the nostalgia of it. What are the two rides that you wrote as a teenager? And we how do they wrote, they were called Medusa and there mm-hmm. was Kong. And it's weird because the park was bought by like, so it's supposed to be DC themed and they have some right. like the Superman, Batman. They still haven't figured out, are they redoing the park to be with this new DC theme? Because then right. there's still like Medusa and Kong, which is supposed to be like jungle safari. Yeah. Um, and even though the Medusa ride is the exact colors of the Joker, so you could just call sure. it the Joker. Instead, they renamed the wooden roller coaster, which was called Roar. They named that one the Joker. Oh, yeah. No, they missed up. And they missed Instead up. of it's the okay. green and purple one, like, oh, you know, the Joker loves his wooden tricks. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, there's one one thing about me when I ride roller coasters, I am always camera ready. So we did get onto one ride called Medusa. It's one of the most fun roller coasters I've ever been in my life. It's so long. It keeps going. Roller coaster. Yeah. (laughs) Here we go. Here comes that photo. It's coming any minute now. Any minute, I believe. So we captured a photo. Yes. And of the ride, they were <laughs> yeah, able there to we go. come on. Oh, you are camera ready. So, yeah, yeah I don't know if we're able to zoom in on this at all, Sarah. But, uh, <laughs> first, so my cousin on the far right, uh, he right. so look at me, camera ready. And then, there's my cousin BJ. There's this is so my cousin over here, he knew the camera was coming, but he went to the wrong direction, of course. Well, it happens to the bigger point in the wrong direction <laughs> it is great so uh but little back to me back to me let's look at this so, so if you're on a roller coaster one. just know there's yeah. always going to be a camera you got to be camera ready got to be camera ready at all times we made my cousin's fiance get into the front row well they told right. us we had to go to the front row and we didn't fight sure. you got to go yeah. in the front okay. or the back 
The front or the back? The, the front, you get to see everything, and the back, yeah. you get the most speed. So it's the front or the they, back. Yes, exactly. The biggest, the biggest drops, the biggest dips. This is perfection. I am going to make it my screensaver. I love it so much. I do want to circle back to us not being consulted for what rides should be called. It affected me in a way that I was like, huh, huh. That's, hmm. When California Adventure redid Pixar Pier. So it used to be like, California Screaming. So they have a loop-de-loop roller coaster. It used to be called California Screaming because the theme used to be California, but then they switched it to Pixar. So of all the Pixar films, they shoehorned in The Incredibles. So now it's called The Incredible Coaster. Inside Out was right in front of them. Don't call that The Emotional Roller Coaster. Are you nuts? Are you nuts? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what a nightmare. What? Renee, I have a question. So now I've got the amusement park bug. And Gavin Uppers, I'm curious. Do you all have a favorite amusement park that you like to go to or one that like really sticks out to you uh, from your childhood? Please shout it out into the comments. Alma, we want to hear. Stacey, do you ride rides? Curious. Uh, Derek, Robin, Elizabeth. Larry, Michelle, London, do you all ride roller coasters? What's your Let favorite theme parks? I'll Let take favorite theme park. I'll take favorite ride in that theme park. Renee, I, I have yes, the yes. amusement park bug. Uh-oh. And if I were to find myself in Southern California, mm-hmm. which I want to go to Magic Mountain. I think Magic Mountain yes. is one of the best theme parks in the entire it's world. So There's good. roller coasters on top of roller coasters. Yes. It is so insane. And I was like, I want to go. I wonder if Renee would want to go with me, yeah. and maybe we can shoehorn in like a Universal Studios. I'm gonna just like do like a little theme park. Absolutely. Time. Are you kidding? Yes, a hundred times yes. Of Magic Mountain, let me tell you the latest ones that they have. They have a roller coaster oh. called Tatsu, where they put you on your belly to ride Ooh. the ride. <laughs> this, but like all of your all of your weight is just hanging, and you're just like, well, I hope it holds. <laughs> <laughs> feel like a kitten being carried <laughs> let's see if this works um because when you're sitting up you feel like oh no there's a seat and that's solid right, but then right, they, right, right. they put you on your belly so you'll ride tattoo on your belly there's one called full throttle where they do a loop and then they send you back and then they go up over the loop so you know how like a roller coaster like yeah uh, so you go up and over amazing uh and then yeah and then obviously goliath who has uh, i mean still a world record holder Really? I mean, that Superman Escape is no joke. Is that one still there? That Superman Escape. Superman Escape shoots you like you're Superman flying up into the sky, Mm -hmm. really high, and then you fall back down. It is insane, incredibly thrilling. So good. I got it. I got to go. I got to go. Stacey, we love your stuff, your state fair of Texas. Uh, Do you have a favorite ride or experience? What do you like to do when you're at the state fair? We love it. Texas does a state fair, right? Oh, I mean, can only imagine. Well, we're halfway through the show, and it is time to get into Monocle Monday. Yeah. We're going to take a yes. look at some of the news. Some of the news. Renee, would you like yes. to get us started? Yes. Now, I might be getting myself in trouble because we made a pact. We made a promise to not do news that was a gift to each other because sometimes that uh, has overlapping segments. We're like, well, I'm also covering the story because this is my thing. This is what I love. But... Also, I uh, do want a, to point out, I was only yes. a promise that you made, and I was like, That's I don't, true. you should I, always I give me a know. gift. I, I don't will not care. give me a gift. I give him a present. Give him a present. Uh-huh. Uh, so it is not confirmed that this is happening, but the conversation has started. What if Buffy the Vampire Slayer were to be rebooted? 
what if it were to come back? Uh, now, again, we don't know. We don't know for sure if it's happening or not, but a, a one Sarah Michelle Geller has weighed in that she knows who she wants her successor to be. This is oh. in the news. It's a public statement. There will be no mystery. It will pop up immediately. I will not be asking the question. I will simply be telling you that it is Zendaya. Zendaya is who she would love. Uh, and I think it'd be incredible, right? Oh, man. Yeah. Have Zendaya would be the best. Husband. And it's yeah. so interesting because they've been talking about rebooting Buffy for years. Yeah. And one of the last things that they had left off, and this is like a few years ago, uh, they're like, Buffy's coming back and it's going to be black. They're going to have a black, you know, vampire slayer or Buffy. Right. And then Sam Michelle she's always been on board. She's not holding it to her chest of like, no, all right, yeah, absolutely. Like, redo it. That's fine. That's Unlike. Great. Yeah some of the charmed ladies are like, we weren't consulted and and it's unfortunate because the new charmed is like three Latinas. It's like, that's a reboot with like three Latinas. And I don't know, they, they're, they're kind of holding it close to their chest. This is great. And I think Zend Zendaya, Zendaya is the perfect, like everyone loves her. She would be great. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be so curious. Are, are you talking about doing a movie or a TV show? She would not have time to do a TV show. She certainly doesn't have time to do a TV show. No, she's way too busy. But I would, yeah, the movie would be incredible. I think they they were talking reboot, and this uh, this happened. Uh, do you know Evan Russ Katz? No. Just, he's like a reporter, or a journalist. I think he's got a podcast. Um, it, very successful, very smart. Uh, so Sarah Michelle Gellar was on uh, the podcast, and it was there mm -hmm. where she revealed, uh, "I vote Zendaya." And I think mm. that that it would be amazing, but they're yeah. To that they just said oh, reboot, so this might all be fictional. It may not be coming back, but I feel like the fans would flock to such a thing. And then obviously Sarah Michelle Gellar needs to have a cameo of some sort. Oh, she Seriously. should be the Watcher. She should be Buffy. Always has a Watcher. She should be like the Watcher. I think that'd be absolutely cool. You know, I'm waiting and so hungry for Sarah Michelle Gellar's like big comeback she's such a talented actress she was the youngest actress to ever win an emmy she was playing eric uh daytime emmy she uh, was playing erica kane's daughter on all right. my children she won an emmy before susan lucci won an emmy yes uh and she's just <laughs> uh, she, everyone loves her she's just so great she's, but you know what she's been really focused on motherhood uh really focusing on just on yeah. just being a mom and the last two she, she did two shows that she tried to get going uh, she was mm -hmm. on Robin Williams' last show yeah. before he committed suicide. Yeah. So I think that had yeah. a big, big impact. And she did. had a, sh a show yeah. called The Ringer, which did not okay. go for more than one season, but it was very like soapy, plot twisty. She played twins, like uh, one of the twins had faked her death and framed the other one. It was great. That's incredible. Um, yeah. yeah, I love that. And, and kudos to Sarah. I put nothing in the document. So uh, Sarah is just finding these photos. <laughs> kudos to our producer, Sarah, who is just making these segments work for me. But I didn't like this. I thought that it was um, exciting and it was my little present to you. Well, it also ends in a question. Would you want a reboot? Would you watch a reboot? Or do yeah, you, it's precious as is? Okay. No, okay. I'm not one of those. I'm like, keep okay. it, give me more. Give me that story. Yeah. I think all stories should be redone and reboot within time. I think right. sometimes they happen a little bit too fast and too soon. But we're talking about like Buffy like, ended in 2003, 20 mm -hmm. years ago. Yeah, let's let's yeah. redo it. You know, exactly. my mom wasn't so precious with Charlie's Angels. And they rebooted that <laughs> after 20 years of the 70s. And the new one came out in the 90s. It's like, yeah, absolutely. It was great. It redo was fun it. to watch. Um, and I think all of this came up because, so it ended 20 years ago, but I think it debuted 25 
years ago. Yes. So Sarah mm -hmm. recently did a little Instagram post being like, oh my gosh, 25 years ago, we introduced Buffy to you all and you've all been so sweet ever since. People like still love it. The fandom for Buffy is still so huge. Even though Joss Whedon is a monster, a real life Truly a monster. vampire, a true monster. So he was to. hiding in plain sight, writing the story about monsters when he was the real monster. Oh, well, that's why you can write him so well because you know him. Uh, but I would love to see, yeah, like a, a female maybe take over the take over the writing and the creating part yeah who would yeah, you yeah. want to play uh buffy if it did no, get this works or i think like there's even the actor there's probably an actress i don't even know um i would like yeah. her to be a young lady of color for sure <laughs> um i think that would be great and uh yeah i think there's a lot of great you know i actually think most of there's a lot of great female writers on the team that i think help joss whedon steer clear of being a total jerk guy uh in, in the writer's room marty noxon gene s benson i think they really help steer the show into the right direction so amazing uh get on uppers do we do we have any buffy fans or we would we be interested in seeing a buffy reboot what do we feel about zendaya playing this role if she has the time i mean she could do it if it was probably like hbo max 10 episodes a year or something right you know other than that she's busy high budget I love it yeah it's no this will cost it. a lot you will reap that immediately i feel like the fans will be like no no no, we'll pay you back don't worry don't worry and you know it's so interesting because uh, i would love to see zendaya getting into some action she her disney channel show when she really debuted i think she was it was a show called casey undercover again this is so wild because like i am like a sponge when it comes to like pop culture and things like For this sure. Never have I seen like really an episode. It's like I've seen the title, I put two and two together, but I just believe her show is you know called it. Casey Undercover. Casey Undercover. And I'll do some research she's for you. Like an FBI, like a, a kid, yep. like FBI sort of agent person. And so exactly. I maybe um, like a clip and she was like kicking. So she's not a stranger to action. Yeah. And she had to balance it. her life of being like a spy and go to school. And go to school. Exactly. Disney still with their thumb on the pulse of who's the next star. Now, again, Disney, you were still in timeout. You were still in big trouble with me. Well, but, speaking yes. of, I have a story yes. about Disney. Um, I, 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 I literally, I'm just going off of wherever the conversation leads us. I have some things and I'm pulling out of my monocle top hat. I want so, to hear. We're going to go to uh, so there's a new movie coming out called Lightyear. Uh, it's a Buzz Lightyear film. I think we have okay. a picture of a uh, very dashing Buzz Lightyear that will be voiced by uh, one of our Chris's, uh, Chris Evans. Okay. So following the LGBTQ uh, employees and allies at Pixar Animation, they sent out a statement claiming, claiming that Disney executives had actively censored overtly gay affection in its films so and like then so this isn't looking cute after what they were you know had helping to essentially support this don't <laughs> say gay bill in florida because if you're giving money to these politicians you've helped supporting what it is that they're doing and so right. light years same sex kiss is getting restored after being removed huh Mm-hmm. According to a report from Variety, Pixar's next feature film is set to um, star Hawthorne, who's played by Uzu uh, Abu, uh, Aduba from, she played Crazy Eyes in um, 
Orange is the New Black. And she's a female astronaut who's in a relationship with another woman. And the report notes that while the relationship was always set to be featured in the film, a kiss between the two was initially cut. But however, after the backlash following Disney CEO Bob Chappick's financial support of the sponsors behind Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill, um, mm-hmm. and, and, and you know that weak response after that, um, it right. seems the scene is actually going to be restored. So, um, and then uh, he apologized, admitting that he has let the community down and announced a pause on political donations in order to create a new framework for its political giving that will ensure Disney's advocacy better reflects its values. So I love that. I'm okay with yeah. that. I love a pause, yeah. create a framework. I do that. My, if you have a framework, it helps you as a, a guiding North star. You can then say what it is you're giving to you. And I think that this happened for a reason then. So right. then I think that they won't find themselves in this situation that they got to vet your candidates. You're going to be supporting because right. it, it speaks a lot when you're, if you're giving money to these folks. Look at that. Wow. This is, that's so interesting. That whole story is so interesting. Um, gosh, you want to be like, okay, great. But also you're still in timeout. Great. Mm-hmm. That's good. I'm glad you're writing apology notes while you're up there, but do, don't come down. You're st- nope. you were in your room. You stay in your room. You stay in there. Do not come down here. How do you feel about that? What do you think about that? Good. I mean, I feel like this is online with, you know, one of the more recent Marvel movies had like a one of the heroes. He was married to a man and they had a kid and they had, you know, the kiss. And I thought I thought that the movie was going to be more so like, you know, similar to like Beauty and the Beast. And they're like, LeFou's gay dancing with a man over there. See? Oh, (laughs) blink and you miss it. Like I thought or even in Cruella, they had like a fashion designer who like, okay, right. Like obviously, even 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 tugboat agrees. Um, but <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm glad I'm I'm glad that they are 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 doing this. I'm I'm on board. I'm on board Good. with what it is okay. they're doing. Okay, all right. I, well, so long as you're on board, then I'm on board. I like it. Mm-hmm. Still in your room. You still need to think about what you did, but and they are. You're going to go. They're writing out a framework. They've got homework. They're going to figure okay, it out. Good. Okay. I can work with all that. I can work with all of that. Um, in uh, other monocle news, I'm going to call this one too little too late, but yay. Okay. Too little too late, but yay. <laughs> so um, an all black women's World War II unit will be awarded the Congressional Gold Medal. Great. Too little, too late, but yay. Um, so CNN is reporting that an all-black women's Army Corps unit that sorted millions of pieces of mail in unheated warehouses during World War II mm. will finally be awarded the Congressional Medal of uh, Honor after decades, uh, decades since since they did such a thing. Uh, Joe Biden will sign the bill into law on March 14th. So this is an old story. Uh, happened a, a few a few weeks ago. I think this is good, but I think it is a um, a constant conversation of gay, gay, gay. Who who among this uh, battalion is left to uh, you know see this? I like mm-hmm. that we have set a path forth that they will be acknowledged. But I am I'm curious how you feel about 
yes, let's do that. But then also I need to see all the awards go to the right people now because we're still yeah. messing that part up. Yeah. Um, yeah. But how do you what do you think about these retroactive awards? Yeah, good question. I also like uh, get on offers. What do we think? Uh, are better late than never or at least. Or they should have been done it. I mean, I guess they should have been done it. What do we think, Get On Uppers? Uh, I think better late than never. I uh, think it would have been nice for it to happen, but just that's how the, it's just how the world was working then. And so I guess right. like it's better that they're being re recognized now. Um, again, to your point, how many of them are still alive to receive this honor? But <laughs> I guess it would, their families, hopefully it will then go to their families and give their families a little bit of clout. Uh, could they get some other sort of recognition in some other ways? Like how else can this also help to, you know, support their families? Because there's a lot of things that, you know, um, black people were not able to participate in. So things like the New Deal um, or the right. GI Bill were actually not for the, you know, lower caste of, of black folks were not able to participate in that. So what are some other things that maybe their families were not able to partake in that we can maybe, maybe give? Essentially, what I'm saying is a form of reparations. This would be an example of a form of reparations and creating some sort of lane or framework for them to get some sort of uh, financial reward because right. uh, they probably weren't able to reap any of the benefits that other other families were able to. Yeah. And it's also curious. I'm just like, why now? Why is this happening? And I would like to answer that question oh. uh, with the information. Well, this is a, it's a theory. It's a theory. Okay, that I yeah. have. So in 2008, a documentary, 2018, forgive me, a documentary came out um, called the 6888, which was the number of their battalion, no male, mm. low morale, which was their like motivation. So they're sorting all of this mail in like truly inhumane conditions. Uh, mm. But, but if soldiers didn't get their mail, then that would make, you know, the morale low. Yeah. So, but there was a documentary that featured them and the the amount of work that they did and the conditions with which they faced. So that came out in 2018. They're getting an award four years later. Do I think there is good in this and that when you're making a documentary, you're like, why, why? Uh, the action is taken after you make your documentary, but also why, why do we have to make a documentary for action to be taken? Is mm -hmm. uh. A, a, a curious double-sided thing <laughs> well i mean unless there's a documentary it, it's it's really until the documentary gets made do people really start paying attention to it yes. um i mean case in point like it wasn't until a documentary came out about britney spears that she right. got free that was really yep. the thing um yep. and and speaking of to take the baton there speaking of britney yes. uh sarah this is breaking news sarah just reported in uh, that Britney Spears is reportedly working on some new music. Uh, okay. This is, I mean, somewhat. This is, I think, uh, maybe a little clickbaity of an article. Uh, she's okay. been talking about this for a, a bit, that she was going to come back and, and make some music. Um, sure. It's really early days. She's not putting any pressure on herself, but her team, they're putting out some feelers uh, to see about if she wants to do some new music. I guess several people that they've reached out to are like, yeah, I'd like, I'd like to work with her. And so, um, you know, she's been through an incredibly tough few years and we'll see what this, um, th this will happen. Apparently, uh, this also includes Claude Kelly, who worked with her in 2008 on Circus, um, okay. helped produce Womanizer. And Circus is the tour that um, Renee saw. So, uh, sure did. there's that. Sure did. Uh, 
<laughs> this producer also has worked with Jesse J, Miley Cyrus, Jason Derulo. I would love to see I I would love to see Britney work with like Doja Cat. Uh, Doja Cat is producing some pretty amazing music, so yeah. I would love to see that. Um, this article notes that she's uh, re- previously refused to work on new material while under the conservatorship um, of her father Jamie, which is why she's not put out a new album since. 2016's um oh my gosh what glory was the last album that she'd put out back in 2016 Uh, so she was like no new music until (laughs) dad is gone yeah makes sense Uh yeah she did actually even say back in sorry in december she said that she was uh new music was in the works so it looks like things are uh moving forward great yeah the groundwork Okay, I love that. I think that that's, I want her to do whatever she wants to do, including but not limited to go to a farm and never, ever give us anything else again. That's okay. Yeah. You deserve whatever I'm, you want. A hundred percent. That's why, I, I, again, as a huge Britney fan, I, <laughs> I'm i also okay with her just taking, take a, taking a break, taking a break. You know, I think I would eventually, when she's ready to come forward and I think tell her story, uh, just because as a fan, but I, she's been through such trauma and you can like see it and and you can still see it on her, on the Mm Instagram. I, I, I think I have to like unfollow her. It's just too hard for me to see. Like, obviously it wasn't going to be like a light switch that she's going to be freed from this conservatorship and everything else. Like now it's like, do you remember when you were free from when you, if you went to college? You were right. wiling out for those years. <laughs> and so it's, are we? Yeah. Yes. So I feel like, uh, and I don't need to witness anybody, you know, someone I love so much wiling out. Like I think sure. I would maybe even delete the Instagram for a moment, Brittany, and just like <laughs> do go to an island, go be with your hot fiance, be with your kids. Uh, you owe us nothing. But I would be interested to see now if her music actually like, her music that she's done in the last few years, she hasn't really gone to any like deep places, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she was allowed to go to any deep places. So I'm yeah. wondering if now, yeah. uh, I feel like the music would have a little bit more weight behind it. True. Uh, so we exploited absolutely everything she did try to go deep about. So I also would be like, great, here's the surface. Then you just get mm-hmm. the surface. I'm not going to go yeah. deep anymore. Um, no, that's that, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I have not watched her Instagram. It's just just a lot of no, not a lot of clothes in on there. <laughs> You're not wearing a lot of clothes. Is that what's happening? <laughs> I would I appreciate it. And I also think like you were told for so many years that this mm. is the only thing we like about you. So I would understand that maybe it's gonna take a second to unlock right. that. Yeah. Right. No, absolutely. <laughs> I agree. I just love it. Renee is such a wholesome lady. She's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, maybe like she's not, not bundled up the way. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, where's where's Mandy? Where's my Mandy Moore? Okay, nice and wholesome and sweet. Thinking about candy, wearing an Eskimo jacket, <laughs> like, covered from uh, head to toe. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, see, Brittany knows something I don't know. Wholesome doesn't sell unless you're Mandy Moore. If you're Mandy Moore, you can make it work. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
Carrie, is it? Oh, yes. Hi, I'm Carrie. I am Psychic Ross, and I will be reading you this evening. Oh, interesting. Well, okay. I co-host a podcast. It's called Ono, Ross, and Carrie. Yes, I'm sensing that. The spirits are telling me. It is a show about Well, it's about like fringe science and spirituality and claims of the paranormal. Oh, you knew that. You do research online. But more importantly, like we do in-person investigations. In-person investigate as well. Oh, my God. That's amazing. See? Me and my friend. This is so weird. My friend Ross, same name as you. Weird. He and I just go and try them all out. And actually, we've gone to a number of psychics. And to be honest with you, it's a lot like this. It's called Ono, Ross, and Carrie. They can find it at MaximumFun.org. I could have told you that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to switch gears and go to our women's history moment. Uh, We're going to go to our women's history moment here. Uh, We are going to Josephine Baker. We're going to talk about Josephine Baker today. Uh, Really a great, amazing all-star of a legend. Uh, Curious, get on uppers. Are we familiar with Josephine Baker? Are we clear? Are we are we curious? Uh, we are going to our women's history moment. Uh, that's the segment that we are in, and we're going to talk about Josephine Baker. All right, pew, Sarah, pew, pew, pew. can you can you let can you Renee? Can you yes, let Sarah yes. know okay. what segment okay, that we would we love to? Uh, when yeah. you get a sec. We can, can throw some you? pictures of Josephine Baker. <laughs> All right. So it is still Women's History Month, and we wanted to do a deep dive into the amazing Josephine Baker. So strap on in, folks. We are going to uh, tell you all about her. Fabulous. What a woman. So she was yeah. born Josephine Baker. Well, actually, she was born Frida Josephine McDonald. And then she eventually got naturalized uh, as a French citizen. Uh, and she became Josephine Baker uh, later on. But she was born June 3rd, 1906. There's her and her very popular banana dance dress there. There she is. She's uh, It was these fake bananas. She would put them on as she was dancing. But that is later on in life. Um, so if you're like, well, why is she important? Why are we talking about her? Okay, calm down. I know you're excited. <laughs> I... Also, but don't come at that so defensively. <laughs> What am I doing here? Okay. <laughs> Do Malcolm in the middle. Okay. Uh, not Yikes. wrong. I'm not Brian Cranston. Um, she was an American-born French entertainer. She was also a French resistance agent. She was a spy, a civil rights activist, and uh, a, a mother of many children. So let's go on the adventure of Josephine Baker. As I said, she was born yes. June 3rd, 1906. Uh, she was born in St. Louis, uh, and her mother, uh, she was uh, adopted in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, so she came from this family that they adoption was in her blood. Put a pin in that because she would eventually okay. do very much the same. Uh, her parents who adopted her uh, were both for, were were former slaves of African and Native American descendants. So they, again, kind of coming from... I, you know, just people talk about pulling yourself up from your bootstraps when you ain't even right. got boots. I don't have any <laughs> boots. You burned the boots I did have. I uh, she was so her early life was in uh, this is her as a, a, a um her as a performer. Uh, but in her early life she uh, was on the street called Two and Two Targi Street, and right. it was known as Johnson Street. 
in the Mill Creek Valley in St. Louis. And it was a racially mixed low income neighborhood near Union Station. It had some houses, there were some brothels. Uh, but it was like, again, pretty much a poor, desolate neighborhood. Uh, she didn't come from anything. She was often hungry, but she had street smarts. So think about this. It's Josephine Baker. She's like, oh, I got these street smarts. I know how to handle myself. And in 1917, uh, when she was 11, there was a life-changing moment that really stuck with her. She saw just this huge, this racial violence that was happening. Um, and she said that she, you know, she's like, I can still see it. You know, I was looking over uh, East St. Louis and watching the glow of the burning Negro homes lighting the sky. And we children huddled together, just frightened. And they could hear just like these screams. And so talk about trauma, right? Like this is the thing that is like 11 years old. This is what she's witnessing. This is what she's seeing. And she's like, Oof, life is going to be tough, Josephine. I better saddle on him. So by 12, she was like, mm, school's not for me. And listen, school's not for everybody. School's not for everybody. And she dropped out. And at 13, she worked as a waitress at uh, the old chauffeur's club. Uh, so that was like kind of her, 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 her beginning. She was, you know, sleeping in, in cardboard shelters, scavenging for food, uh, you know, just everywhere that she could. Uh, unless I said she was working at the chauffeur's club and this is where she met Willie Wells uh, and she married him at the age of 13. So one thing about Josephine Baker, we probably won't get into it. She had a lot of marriages. She really was like the Beyonce, the Jennifer Lopez of her day. Angelina Jolie of her day. You'll see. We'll see why I'm saying that. Hint, she adopted a lot of children. Um, and so she was kind of just doing all these things that, you know, people weren't necessarily, you know, just trailblazing. And she was her own woman. She's going to be defined. And I also find this too, Renee. A lot of times, especially like, like bad mamma jamma, female pioneer celebrities, they get married a lot. I wonder what that right. is. They're, I, I'm similar. I, I, I've gotten yeah. married a lot, but I've had a lot of short-lived relationships. Yeah. Uh -huh. And had I been married, my star chart even says you will have a lot of marriages. It says it in my star chart, Whoa. 24 pages long. How, where is my star chart? Says say? I want I want to figure that out. I, I can link you. I, I have an astrologist. She's in Amsterdam. I'll link you to her. How my can friend, please do? Shout Somebody out to Anne. I think the takeaway isn't well what about renee the takeaway is yes the stars the likes of which are josephine baker and jam are 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 needing to share the wealth to spread yeah, the we love. too much yes. love to give that yes. one human cannot take it all because it is a no. lot we are bringing <laughs> a, a lot. lot to you and it's too much for one person to handle they can't handle it we're too much mm -hmm. i truly love it <laughs> so Josephine Baker is like a testament to when you don't accept no, because she was right. like, I want to be a performer. And the show manager is like, go away. You can't perform here. And so she just kept badgering the show manager uh, and eventually got into a vaudeville show. And at the age of 13, she's married, living her best life. She was like, yeah. I'm out of here. St. Louis ain't nothing here for me. I'm off to okay. New York City where there's the Harlem <laughs> Renaissance. And she performed at the Plantation Club. Don't love the name of that club. No, no, that. nobody loves the name of that. That's real bad. Don't, don't real love bad. that. And I do believe, so at this club, uh, I was very, like, it was even hard enough to get into this club to perform. 
Right. And they would do the brown paper bag test where you could not perform if you were darker than a brown paper bag. So even though we're having black performers, there's still this colorism thing that is happening in order to survive and be a performer. Ugh. You had to be, uh, you know, light skinned. Uh, and we'll get to this oh in a moment, God. but this is her in her uh, spoiler alert, her army regalia when she was working for the French. So. Uh, we'll get to that in a moment. So she secured a role in the chorus line and she would kind of do this thing like she would come out where she was like, oh, I'm a bad dancer. And then she would just show everybody that she was <laughs> full of them all along. Uh, and she I uh, had huge success in the Broadway review of Shuffle Along. Cute. Uh, yes. And it, it brought the attention of Florence Mills, Paul Robeson. Uh, all these people were like, oh, my gosh, who is she? She is amazing. So but as you can imagine, like she's it's still the 1920s. Racism's going to racism. And she's like, mm, I don't think that even though the Harlem Renaissance was going on, she's like, I don't think the U.S. is the place for me where I need to be. So she's like, I'm out of here. She went off right. to Paris uh, in about, I think it was like <laughs> 1925. She opened the La Revue, Re Revue Negra at Theater des, oh, the Champs-Élysées. She was there at the Champs-Élysées, legendary. Yes. Look at that. Okay. Yeah. And so while she was there, everyone's like, wow, she's amazing. And she was the most successful American entertainer working in France. American. I'm not even saying African-American. I'm saying American entertainer working in France. She was killing it. She was slaying it. She was doing her banana dance and her banana skirt. And they're like, oh, look at her go. Look at her legs. She would just be flapping her legs, moving so fast. People are like, ooh, right. look at her go. Uh, Ernest Hemingway, <laughs> the reviews are in. Ernest Hemingway called her the most sensational woman anyone ever saw. And he spent hours talking with her in Paris bars. Picasso was like, she's amazing. I luckily can at least see what she's doing. I'm missing my ear. And he drew right. a painting depicting her alluring beauty. Jean Cacacto became friendly with her and helped her uh, essentially get into stardom. He was like, all right, I'm going to be a star. And she's like, okay. Uh, she endorsed, she had different hair gels, bananas, like shoes, cosmetics. Like she was, again, before there was a J-Lo doing all her things, we had, right. you know, we, we had Josephine Baker doing it up. Yeah. So her career is taken off in France. She was the first black woman to start in a motion picture in 1927 in the silent film Siren of the Tropics. Um and uh, during her early career, Baker was one of the most celebrated performers to headline the review of the Follies Bourget in, in Paris. And her performance um, in 1927 of, here's another French word, I took Spanish, I just want to say. So yes. Am... No, you're killing it. You're doing such a great job. I'm, I did we'll wait take till French I pronounce... and I couldn't help you we'll... with any of these. Well, okay, wait well, till I hear. pronounce this one. Okay. Un vent de folie in 1927. Yes, correct. Sounds great to me. Okay. Uh, she caused quite a sensation in the city. Her costumes were consisting, again, of her only short skirt of artificial bananas, and she had a beaded necklace, and it really became one of the iconic symbols of both jazz and the Roaring Twenties. Like, icon. Like, pioneer icon. Like, just doing right. it up. Okay, I want to get to the most interesting thing about, well, I mean, it's also interesting, but did you all know? So Josephine Baker's doing all that, but did you know that right. she was a spy during World War II? What? 
Okay. Did, did you did you didn't know this? Okay. No, yeah, I didn't know this either. <laughs> yes, you thought just you just do do very similar yeah. to um Harriet Tubman. You're like, oh yeah, you know, Underground Railroad. She freed the slaves. She was also a spy for this for the civil during the Civil War for the Union. Right. Like, right. And so was Josephine Baker. Okay, here's what happened. So okay, in the early days of World War II, recruiting spies, uh, I. Uh, there were, you know, they'd have spies to to get information from Nazi Germ- Germany uh, and the other Axis powers. Uh, they, they were getting information about them, and they typically would use men who could travel incognito. But who better than right. a American-born dancer and singer who's like getting into these different high-end places wow. over yeah. in, in huh. Europe? Right. I mean, she was an unlike she was an unlikely spy, but remember, she was growing up. And just like pretty much a war zone. So she was growing up yeah. in like a really chaotic environment. So she was like, she yeah. was like, I got this. I'm ready to do my part. And for her, fame would be her uh her her cover. Um, and so uh her friend had hoped that she could use her charm and beauty and stardom to seduce secrets from the lips of fawning diplomats at embassy parties. And uh, so she had all, and she loved, I mean, France was her home. She had so much more freedom and and uh, love in France. And that happened with a lot of like black artists uh, throughout, like not even just the roaring 20s, but even through the 50s and the 60s, they would go to France because they weren't experiencing the same form of racism that they were experiencing um, over in the US. And she said, you know, this was her adopted country. She said, France made me what I am. The Parisians gave me their hearts and I am ready to give them my life. Um, And she had, like I said, she had a lot of different like husbands. I, she had married, I'm trying to figure out, she had married, was it John Leon? I forget the one who had given her her actual uh, name, but it's not about who she was married to. It's about what she did. So you can, if you want to, uh, who her oh the, okay oh <laughs> sorry can you can you hear me it says the host yep, you sound good uh, to me it, 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 it did okay. it, it bleeped real quick but it didn't but now you're back okay you're back and you right. sound better Wild than ever things happening on the back end <laughs> over there it was like the host <laughs> muted your mic the host oh. unmuted your mic great sarah's censoring me I'm just kidding. <laughs> um okay you can hear me stacy okay stacy's like give me okay. more okay. give me more of the story so i she would hear sometimes, you know, go back to Africa from like the fascists while performing in Europe. But she was like, whatever, this is my country. And this is driving me even more despite for you. So get ready. So um, she started her espionage career by attending diplomatic parties. She was also trained in like marksmanship. Uh, I think it was like judo. Like so she could fight like she was like ready to do it up. Um, and so she would go to these diplomatic parties of the Italian and Japanese em- embassies being like, Ooh, okay, uh, I'm performing, I'm performing. Mm, what are these secrets? And right. she would just be like listening uh, of all the different uh, secrets. And she had no fear. She would be like dancing. And then she'd be like listening. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then be like, oh yeah, we're going to go attack over here. And she's just be like, mm-hmm. And she would write these things on her hand and on her under her arms and on her sleeves. She was getting into places and no one thought she was a spy. Like, oh, that's just a banana dancer. She doesn't right. know anything. She's dumb black lady. And meanwhile, as Stacy pointed out, don't judge a book by your cover because that book is spying on you and helping to bring you down. But you deserve it. 
because you're evil and you're doing wrong. And as we know, God don't like ugly. So. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, and this is like, again, when your teacher said, don't write things on your hands, you could be helping to end a war. So exactly. Exactly. You never know. Interesting. So interesting. And interesting. In the weeks after the German forces, they roared into France. Uh, Baker, she was continuing her nightly performances in Paris. Uh, she she sang to soldiers on the waterfront over the radio, and um, she was com- com- comforting refugees and homeless shelters. And when the invaders closed in on Paris in early June 1940, um, she insisted that like they like her friend was like we got to get out of here and she loaded all of her possessions including her golden piano and a bed once owned by Marie Antoinette into vans and they departed for a chateau 300 miles to the southwest uh, as just nazis were just like coming in and then in her paris home she was hiding refugees and and french resistance members in her new in her new headquarters um, this is extraordinary. Yeah, it's I like think. where yeah. she needs. I yeah. can't, you can't even do all this like in a movie. You need like a full Netflix series. Like, right. I'm sorry right. that we've gone over time, but I feel like I, we have to. Keep no, are you kidding? No, her. everybody's loving it. This is great. Keep going. Keep right. going. Keep going. Right. Uh, so she she was also okay. Get this. Okay, in I'm 1940, I'm tell us everything. Yes. She worked to smuggle documents to uh, one of the French gen- generals for the Free French Government, Charles Charles de Gaulle, uh, and who was in exile in London. So what happened was she was under the guise of embarking on a South American tour. She was like, "Oh, I'm just going over South America. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Just me. Got to go entertain people." And but the entertainer, she hid secret photographs under her dress. I think this was like a real dress, not like her banana dress, because you're not hiding much underneath there, sister. Um, but she hid these photographs underneath her dress, and she carried along sheet music with information about d- German troop movements in France, written in invisible ink. And all eyes were just transfixed on the. <laughs> just gonna toss out invisible ink. That's a listen. It's just, it's great. It's full blown. Just spy. in case they were like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What, what, what's written on here? And then it's like, oh, this is just sheet music. But there's secrets written on here of like what their troop movements were. And also people are just like, oh my gosh, here comes a star. Like, I know we're, you know, kind of, you know, bombing her and her people, but like, oh my God, it's her. Let her through, let her through. And so they're start, they're like, just like transfixed on her uh, and she was crossing the border to Spain and on her way to neutral Portugal uh, the French security chief was posed as Baker's security uh, or no her secretary and uh, they got no no notice from the German officials they're like oh oh, that's just Josephine Baker you go on through what's the sheet music uh, I can't see anything cute music all right keep on going and uh, so she was she was doing all kinds of this stuff this is what she was doing and the limelight allowed her to travel uh, in the forefront, but also in in the shadows. And so in Portugal and in Spain, she continued to get details from the Axis troop movements. Uh, she just kept doing it away, just keep uh, spying on them. She was in bathrooms, uh, hiding, listening to secret meetings. I, she detailed notes uh, and attached them. In one time, there's a secret age. There's a secret agent made detailed notes and attached them to her bra with a safety pin. She said, "My notes would have been highly compromising had they been discovered. But who would dare search Josephine Baker to the skin? And when they asked me for my papers, they generally meant my autographs. So, 
I uh, yeah, so she did all of this. She, I mean, she was in Casablanca doing things. Like she brought along, like she was just doing all kinds of things. She was also fighting in, in North Africa. She worked for the French resistance there. And she used her connections to secure passports for Jews fleeing the Nazis in Eastern Europe. Um, she was once hospitalized in 1940 uh, to the point where she was so incredibly ill that uh, the Chicago Defender accidentally ran her obit or her obituary and Langston Hughes was like, oh man, I'm sorry, she's gone. And she's like, well, yeah, I am fine. I'm just a little yeah. sick. Um, yeah. yeah. So she's like, oh, there's been a slight error error. And she said, I'm much too busy to die. Yep, yep, yep. That is that's like is that on her epitaph? I hope so. I'm much that's, too busy to die. She's I'm still too alive to today. Die. Still alive today. No, just kidding. I uh, but her spy work continued. Countdown happening on the screen. Uh <laughs> I saw it too. I also saw it. This is fun. The paranormal has taken us over. I uh it's did you see me just look at I'm like, I don't think I did anything. It's the ghost of Josephine Baker. Even Aaron <laughs> chimed in. Oh, what happened? Yeah, that was weird. We had a countdown. I could tell you the rest of the story in three, two, one. Two, one. Here we are. Boom. Love it. So after she was finally discharged, uh, she toured the allied military camps uh, all over the place. And by day, she rode in jeeps across the scorching deserts of North Africa. And at night, she bundled and slept on the ground next to her vehicle and landmines. Uh, so after the liberation of Paris, she returned to the city that she loved. After a four-year absence, she was dressed in her blue air uh, auxiliary lieutenant's uniform, which Sarah had showed us that picture earlier. Uh, and then she had, you know, gold epaulets on it. And she got the highest honor um, in France. She got the um, the Croix de Guerre uh, <laughs> in the Legion of Honor <laughs> because of her spy work. So that was that. Sure. And I mean, and then, I mean, that is just a drop of the bucket. There's also, um, she had relationships with, I believe it was, uh, oh yeah, so she had many lovers, so there was man lovers, but she was also bisexual. There's speculation oh, no. that she had uh, relationships with Ada, Bricktop Smith, French novelist Colette, and possibly even Frida, Frida Kahlo. So, no look at that. that. That's she incredible. also had like 13 children. She adopted 13 children from around the world. She called them the, uh, I think it was the Rainbow, uh, the Rainbow Coalition or the Rain Rainbow Connection, something. Uh, let me see if I can see it. Uh, the Rainbow. Uh, it was just, they were, again, before there was yeah. Angelina Jolie adopting the children of the world. She was doing it. And then she also was doing work for civil rights movement during 1950s. Uh, she was, you know, refused when she, uh, there were refused reservations at 36 hotels because of racial discrimination. She was yeah. so upset by this treatment. She wrote articles about segregation in the United States. Um, she also was traveling in the South. She gave a talk at Frisk University in uh, Nashville, Tennessee on France, North Africa and equality of the races in France. Because she had seen that it was different, um, right. you know, over there. She also was uh, worked on the, uh, you know, the big I Have a Dream speech, that, that big old march, the yeah. March on Jobs and Freedom. She was yeah. also involved in that. And then right. on the 8th of April, 1975, she starred in a retrospective uh, 
at the Bobinu, Bobino in Paris, uh, celebrating 50 years of show business. So it was a big review show for her. Uh, it was financed by, you know, Prince Rainier and Princess Grace and Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis. It was open to rave reviews and uh, there was just a man seating. You couldn't get a seat in the house. I mean, Opening night in audience, Mick Jagger was there, Shirley Fassi, Diana Ross, Liza Minnelli, Sophia Loren. Um, and then here's the here's the here's how her story uh, wraps up. Okay. Four days later, our beloved hero performer Josephine Baker was found lying peacefully in her bed, surrounded by newspapers with glowing reviews of her performance. And she was in a coma after suffering a uh, cerebral hemorrhage and she was taken to the hospital, but she died at the age of 68 on the 12th of April, 1975. She is the only American born woman to receive full French military honors at her funeral. Um, I mean, you can imagine her funeral was, was this huge, huge what to do. And uh, that is the story a drop in a bucket. There's, I mean, that's there's just there's even so much more. But that was uh, the story of Miss Josephine Baker. Extraordinary. That's incredible. Truly incredible. That that yeah. is eight thousand lives in one life. Unbelievable. She did so much. She did yeah. so much. Get on uppers. Curious. Had you heard of Josephine Baker? Was any of that a surprise to you? I. I just had, I, it's one of those names I had heard before I knew she'd performed the banana dance, but her work during World War II alone, and then even just her civil rights work, too, when she came back, you know, um, sometimes she, she just saw the injustices that were happening, and uh, NAACP named her Woman of the Year in 1951, so she just, and then adopted all these different children. That's extraordinary. And the, I was looking it up while you were talking about it. Um, I think it was called the Rainbow Tribe. Is the what... Rainbow Tribe. There it is. We love it. Just incredible. And there was like 13. She had like 13 of them. Like it was just like really yeah. adorable kids from all over the world. I can't. Damn. This is so good. That was so extraordinary. I kind of like the extended versions of it because we got to learn so much. I wonder how long it would take to like actually say everything she's done oh my god it's we would have to do like incredible. the entire two hour of the of get on up and uh look at stacy's yeah. chiming in this is amazing how she can do so much in one life and so inspiring and under such yeah. like not great times and circumstances and she still like did what she loved to do she wanted to perform and remember she came from nothing Right? right like she came from nothing she was pretty much almost on the street at one point and just you know strapping along and uh did what she needed to do did what she needed to do wow 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 i well i loved it absolutely loved it thank you for doing such an in-depth situation you are the very very best schmanners noun definition Rules of etiquette designed not to judge others, but rather to guide ourselves through everyday social situations. 
Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. Every week on Schmanners, we take a look at a topic that has to do with society or manners. We talk about the history of it. We take a look at how it applies to everyday life. And we take some of your questions. And sometimes we do a biography about a really cool person that had an impact on how we view etiquette. So join us every Friday and listen to Schmanners on MaximumFun.org or wherever podcasts are found. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? So it's time for Wildin' or Working It. So I'm going to read y'all some news clips, hits, things, things from my life, things from the news. And y'all are going to decide whether this person or this thing or who in the situation was Wildin' or Working It. Okay. So this one, uh, you can just shout it out into your Echo device. You could say Wildin, or you can say Working It, or you can type it, or you can be like, Helen Mirren <laughs> is Wildin for not laughing at that joke. Um, Amy Schumer's working her comedy. You go, I don't know. You can let Great. us know. Whatever you want to know. Yeah. Okay. Here's one. <laughs> All right, uh, Sarah, I, I put up a, Sarah, in the Wildin' or Working It folder, I put up a picture of a cute little dog, a cute little, a cute little dog. Do we have that photo? Can we, uh, do we, I know there's, you know, you put up a lot of photos of dogs. There's my dog. All right, this is Fezco. This is Fezco. And uh, here's the story. So this is Fezco. Um, the there's a shelter that believes he's about four to five years old and weighs about fifty pounds. Um, Fezco's owners say they saw him try to mount and hump another male dog, which made them believe that he might be gay. This was too much for them to handle, so they gave him back. They gave him to. Uh, they gave him to the shelter. So what do we think? Uh, were these owners wilding or were they working it? Can I tell you, like, I am barely able to handle this story. Barely. Okay. Yes. Barely. Uh, so absolutely wilding, and I hope they get hit by a car and die. Moving Renee, on. that's really Absolutely intense. not. They gave the dog back because they thought he was gay? Yeah, get out of here. I don't need you on Earth. Leave. Oh man, yeah. Uh, I think I'll just so right. There's not even Wyland, there's not even a word for this. They don't even get to be no. the Wyland or working it. It's so wild. Like, I can't believe someone's homophobia is that high that they're afraid that they have a gay dog. That seems pretty. And on that note, humps dogs day, all the time. I hope he's gay. I'm positive he is. And it's my dream, and it makes me very happy. I finally get my dream of having a handsome gay roommate. And it is wonderful. <laughs> I love it. Uh, oh my god! I love this <laughs> testimony. Definitely is humping male dogs all the time. Constantly. I, hope he, I think he's. <laughs> dogs like to hump. Dogs be humping. They dogs be humping. I genuinely no. I but I since since he was a puppy, no. I was just like, oh, he's gay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it I, happens. Yeah. Gay. Which, it's not just yeah. for animals. Yeah, he I mean, does not. No, like I'm sorry. It's not just for humans. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I remember doing this. I mean, I might need to resurrect this someday. Uh, we'll do a deep dive on the gay animal kingdom. We did this for Minority mm -hmm. Corner years ago, but the percentage and the data of gay animals it is striking. Uh, I don't want to misquote it, but the amount of gay drafts, most drafts are gay. Like when you see yeah. they, they, they're very gay. They love, and I don't they just mean because they have yeah. long necks. I just mean like they are actually, they like gay things. They like to gay yeah. it up. It's yeah. great. It is 
absolutely fantastic. Um, well, but again, I, I would like to wish death upon these people. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, all right. I love it. All right. Okay. The next one is uh, the America American Song Contest. I want to know what our thoughts are on the American Song Contest. Have you all heard about the American Song Contest that, that is happening? So it is a show. It's being hosted by Snoop Dogg and Kelly Clarkson. If you all have heard of Eurovision, this is like Eurovision, except just taking place in America. Um, it is, uh, it's an eight-week live event. Uh, it's state versus state that is going down. Um, and so Eurovision, I think, started in the 50s. And it was essentially like after World War II, they're like, we don't need to do this again. Can we battle out in the song? And that's the whole entire point of Eurovision is for countries to compete uh through music uh because music is, music is universal and america instead of like trying to join up into eurovision was like let's just do our own and so it's going to be state versus state hosted by kelly clarkson and snoop dogg do we think that this thing existing is this like oh yeah this should be here it's working it or do we think this is wild and do we need this I mean, if it's between this or the masked civil war. singer, well, yeah, oh, okay, civil war, fair, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think there's far worse, far worse, and harmful competition shows out there. So yeah, this is fine. I got no problem with this. So I think you it's would work in it. Wow, what a what a well, because I guess the so I've uh, NBC is making this for me, right? So I think there have been some some troubling competition shows that have have come to pass in recent years and this i don't find this to be problematic except for the fact that they stole from eurovision but i don't think this mm. is problematic i think it's salacious and i think it's uh maybe slightly exploitive but it's also showcasing mm -hmm. talent in a way that might help people get discovered um so yeah no i think i think given that the network knows the success of competition shows and the ratings of it so they are, their hands are their hands are tied. They don't have to do this, but they have to make a competition show. I think yes, yeah, this is fine. And the, so there will be fifty six performers, one uh, an artist from each state, the, as well as the five U.S. territories and District of Columbia. I do think if we're letting for letting these territories sing in this competition, I think it's a case for give them statehood. And District yeah. of Columbia, give it statehood if it can sing in this competition. Yes. They can vote in the primaries, but they can't. And they can sing in the contest, <laughs> but they can't get a statehood. No taxation without representation. Yeah. Um. Also, so I, I don't know if you know this. Uh, do you want to? Jewel will be also representing one of hey. the states. Cisco will also be one of the members. Okay. Cisco thongs. Okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Uh, are we enthused? We're rooting for Macy Gray. Um, okay, sort of, yeah. I like Macy Meryl, Gray. It's being, it's being great. Um, okay. <laughs> hey, uh, now there was a time that we loved Jewel and Macy Gray. Loved them. And Cisco. Can you please and stop Cisco. forgetting about Cisco? And Cisco. And also Cisco. Hey, he told me he had the summer anthem jam for a long time. Sure. What was his song? Mm. Thong song. Oh, no, not Anne Cisco. No. Yay, Jewel. Yay, Macy Gray. I'm happy to forget Cisco and his song. That's fine. <laughs> I 
Renee, please forgive me because I just <laughs> love it when I get hard stance. Renee, when Renee, there's not many hills that Renee will die on, but when she does, everyone watch out because yeah. so the, yeah. those dog owners, you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. Cisco, yeah. you're dead. You're in trouble. Like I think I think you might be right. Is you, you got to be animal rights and misogyny, and those are the only two things that I'm just fair. like. <laughs> Yeah, it's fair. I love it. Yeah. I love it, Renee. I love and love it. I love it when you hulk out. I love you. I love it when you you hulk out. It's my favorite. So, I'm gonna please forgive me. I'm not intentionally finding things that will <laughs> make you angry. But... Light me up in a way that's uh, alarming. Really. <laughs> um, but Audrey, we were talking about the American Song Contest. Uh, the fact that this is pretty much stealing from the Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, will this be, is this Wiley or working it? Renee's like, yes, let's make it happen. And to the point that Eurovision was created so there would not be a war again. My mm -hmm. fear was that we're already divided enough. Do we need right. to like add in this? But if we use the Eurovision model, this might help us avoid a civil war. So great. Great. Maybe. Let's try it. Let's give it let's a shot. Let's out. Let's give it a shot. But again, like it's ratings, 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 ratings. Nobody's trying to stop a war. They're trying to make money. That's what's happening. And if we stop a war as a side product of that, is it is a by product? Okay. But no, NBC's just trying to make money. Fair, fair. All right. Okay. On to Tom Bergeron. Remember Tom Bergeron? I do. Tom Bergeron, a uh, former Dancing with the Stars producer. Uh, he was former host of Hollywood Squares, America's Funniest Home Videos, Dancing with the Stars. Um, I don't know if you all know this. He's no longer the host of Dancing with the Stars. He was, uh, they retooled the show. Um, they retooled it. Uh, it now is being hosted by uh, Tyra Banks, who openly admits that she's not a perfect host. It's been a bit of a mess over there. And Tyra's like, I'm trying my best. And she's like, it's been a bit of a struggle over there. Um, right. And so there, a fan asked uh, his thoughts on Twitter um, on the firing of Dancing with the Stars executive producer Andrew Linares, who was uh, mm -hmm. fired recently. Um, and Tom Bart Bergeron just replied, Karma's a beep uh, with a winking Ooh. emoji. Um, Are the ratings do we down? Of why this guy was fired, Andrew Linares, of why he was fired. Um, he was, he exits, um, he was there for five seasons and okay. he was fired. I'm not exactly sure why he was fired. He just was, okay. he just was, uh, he was let go. So there's not, okay. there's not a, uh, there's not a reason why, but Tom Bergeron seems to have thoughts on it. What do we think? Is Tom Bergeron wilding or working it with his tweet and comment? Karma's a B. Uh, don't yeah, forget to be I in mean, apartment 13 when uh, this other producer guy was fired. I think I don't I don't know the insides and outs of it, and I don't know, but I can see that he's a straight white man, so I don't like it. But it also sounds like the guy that got fired probably wasn't good. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, so long mm -hmm. as the karma's a B is directed specifically towards that producer did a poor job, not it should be me, not Tyra Banks, regardless of how 
Tyra. Oh, um, yeah, so yeah. I think it's Tyra still has her job, although the show has not been renewed for the 31st season yet. I'm imagining yeah. um, it, it does. Uh, apparently, Tyra Banks has polarized viewers with her awkward banter and indulgent gowns. But again, you know, change is difficult and awkward. And also, you know, she's going to have an uphill battle. I mean, Tom Bergeron is hosting the show for 29 cycles or seasons yeah. or whatnot. And uh, it's a different it's a different beast. It's a different beast. Yeah. Yeah, Audra, I agree. I need more information. Um, I don't know if Tom Bergeron is a kind, good person or not. Uh, if he mm. is, then he's working it. If he's not, then karma's a bee and looks like it happened to you too, my friend. Yeah, well, I just love it when they get so catty on the social medias, you know? Oh, it's, they fun. Just, it's fun. It's especially fun. when it's, it's just fun. like one line or even just like a one emoji or something when they really get yeah. into it. And they're just like, mm. Um, all right. So our next one, we're moving on. So we're undecided, Tom Bergeron. We're going to find out. So let's get some more information. And we'll decide if you're wilding or if you're working it. Next one, we have Senator Lindsey Graham. Senator Lindsey Graham. I don't know if I put an image up there. Up there. But um, and then Tim says, yeah, if they push him out because they viewed him as too old, that's not yeah. cool. No, and I, I think, think Tim makes a good point there because I do think, I mean, it, it does happen. It happens. I think they were trying to re refresh the show and take it right. in, a, in a different direction. And I and I get it. Um, <laughs> and and Audra's totally right. Audra. If it's not a D yeah. Dion Warwick tweet, I'm yeah. automatically less Moving interested, on. as we all yeah. should be. As yes. we all should be. Let's wait to see okay. what she weighs in on this. Okay. As she Let's weighs see. in on this. Um, okay. Senator Lindsey Graham. Senator Lindsey Graham. We reported yesterday, so I. Judge Katanji uh, Brown Jackson is uh, just finished. I think this is uh, there's two more days left. <laughs> She's finished day two of the Senate hearings. Goddess yeah. bless her as she goes on this journey. And uh, so, is Senator Lindsey Graham wildin' or working it? So he was Damn, asking. Your before question. we even start, what are we doing? I think we could change the segment to look at these absolute wildins. I think, but keep going. Okay. But this right. isn't going to be good. Okay. I'm okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe he's, is he working the system? I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, I guess I should just come out and be like, Lindsey Graham Wyland. Is that what you think yeah, I should just I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But let's okay. see. Let's see. All right. How about this? I'm going to come out and just put an opinion and y'all let me know if you, if you think, all right. I think Lindsey Graham is wild. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, trying to be unbiased. Um, yeah. So he was asking her question. So like, I guess nothing real to ask her on. Mm -hmm. um, and so he thought that it would potentially um, illegal. So it's, it is, he asked her pretty much a question about like her, her faith. He goes, you have a wonderful family. You should be proud. And your faith matters to you. What faith are you, by the way? Whoa. Like, you, an employer, if we're looking at this as a job interview, right. can't Objection. ask that question. Like, it, it, thank you. Sustain. Sustain. <laughs> uh, it's illegal under federal law for an employer to ask a job candidate yeah. about their religious beliefs. Um, and she stated in response, she was like, oh, I am non-denominational Protestant. And he's like, what is that? Um, and he he cut in and he was like, pretty much like, can you judge? He's like, can you judge a Catholic person fairly? Oh, my goodness. Like, what is this question? And then she replies, Senator, I have a record of judging 
everyone. Um, and then he and and he interrupted several more times. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's trying to state that you know it's she's like I would judge everyone fairly, and he just kept interrupting her. And he's like, I'm just asking this question because how important is is your faith to you on a scale of one to ten? How faithful would you say you are in terms of religion? You know, I go to church probably three times a year, so that speaks poorly of me. Or do you attend church regularly? What is this question? Is Lindsey Graham even Catholic? What is happening in this question? Wow. And, and, and she did comment. She's like, you know, my religion is very important to me, but there's no religious test in the Constitution. Mic drop. Next question. Please. Yeah. Yeah. I it absolutely sucks that she had to do this. It is unfair. It is not right. But I think it is. Uh, a, no, there's no but. There's a but. If we have to find a silver lining, then um, boy, but she's she's as strong as we all knew she would be. Audra says he is Wyland. Also, the whole thing was a masterclass in micro and full on macro aggressions. Yeah. Ding, yeah, ding, ding, sounds, ding. Right. yeah, ding, 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 Stacey. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so, I mean, I try to, like, the whole entire thing going into this, Republicans have tried to, and Audra did ask, do we ever find a word beyond Wyland? We do yeah. need to find one that fits in with we Wednesday. Uh, we do. We need to find one. We'll, we'll figure we'll one. Go to the, um, the Thor. Okay. I, I I do. So the whole entire thing when the Republicans were first going in, they were trying to state this case that we were wiling with the Brett Kavanaugh uh, treatment. They were trying to say, you're not going to go get a We're not going to put you through like what the Democrats did. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and so I've been trying to go in with an open mind. Like, is this just something that like the opposing side always like goes, tries to put the person through the ringer. But I feel like that Gorsuch guy, like is it Gorsuch? They just asked him some questions and they went on. There was nothing, you know, there wasn't really wilding about that guy. It just was, you know, right. straight on the line. He right. was conservative, but there was nothing really. They weren't, you know, but Kavanaugh, there was a a, 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 a a serious crime to look at at what he did. And he was wilding in his behavior. Never once have I gone into a job interview and yelled at the person. Um, no. Renee, uh, would like to yes. pretend yes. like we're at a job interview and ask okay, me a yes. question. Ready. Okay. Uh, Gosh, it looks like you have so much on your resume here. Tell me a little bit about your favorite job that you've worked at. How dare you? Can you? I can't believe I'm here having to ask you questions. Yeah, I like beer. I've had a few drinks. This is a witch hunt because I hate the Clintons. And... Okay, can scene and beautiful. What a what a beautiful exchange. Oh my goodness, that man no, was, that man was wildin'. That was a wild that was man. absolute wildin'. And now, listen, I've pulled up a thesaurus, uh, and I was Ooh. just to, just to float it out, just to float it out. Uh, words that mean wild, barbaric. Okay, could be could be uh, an option. Uh, ferocious, along with wild. <laughs> Ooh, look Primitive? at that! I just got it. I just got to jam some question is working it. Um, and we can't yeah. use savage because Sa- Megan V. Stallion has All like, right. I'm a that's savage. That's a good thing. Savage Fuji, is good thing. Yeah. Brana, like that's, yeah. Uh, that's, okay. ooh, yeah, Renee and I about to hit the dance floor. She's going to yell at me to dip her. <laughs> and I will. She'll be angry the next day because her back will hurt. At myself. Um, at myself. <laughs> I know. I participated. I said yes. <laughs> um, and the last thing I just want to say, they like they're grilling her. So she sits on the board of like, a a um 
it's just on a, on a board of like a, a a private school or something. And there's a book about that, like, is it's a children's book that's like unpacking like racism in a very right. cute way. You know, they're always they're so cute about it, right? Um, and they're just like, do you think like this book is approach? She just sits on the board. She's not going through the curriculum of what every teacher is is teaching, and they're just trying to make this whole entire critical race theory like the boogeyman um, that it is not. The only people that are studying critical race theory are people who are like PhD folks. Everyone else is studying history that's yeah. all that's all yeah. we're asking people to study is just the history so similarly like in germany they learn about what hitler did there's no statues of hitler because there's like history there's no statues of the nazis there's not even a nazi flag hanging around it is right. wild that we have these statues from like the civil war that were put up not after the civil war but during the 50s and the 60s to scare black people and let them know their place and things and to hang the confederate flag around it is wild you go into a room you go into someone's apartment they have the confederate flag exit stage left immediately okay yes. it is like yes it's, it's a flag it's a treacherous flag it's a flag of of of, of people who are trying to destroy the union it is a flag of traitors so hundred percent. But yeah. if we learned our history, we would know that, and then we wouldn't be having this conversation. I'm sorry. That was my soapbox. Yes, work in it, jam all the snaps, not half snaps for days. <laughs> um, they're going to be doing. Um, Renee, I feel like you will be able to weigh in on this one because okay. I think you watched it. So, okay. and just like that is getting a second season. So, and just like that, it's the continuation of sex in the city and it's had its first season uh what do we think is it wildin that it's getting a second season or is it working it let's continue exploring the story and see where it goes uh i did not see it so i don't know that i have yeah. an opinion nor should you nor should you <laughs> i think uh michael patrick king if he is to be trusted has said that it is the most popular show on HBO that has ever existed, ever. Dang. Now, again, HBO doesn't release their ratings. We don't know. So we're just going off one one creator's word. But I think from the network's perspective, if that many people watched it, then they are working it. Then yes, we'll give you more. Um, it is, yeah, I mean, yeah, from the network's perspective, it's working it. But I, I definitely would love to see other shows get second seasons that deserve it. How All do you right, feel? we heard it here. Get an uppers. I think I, um, I, I, I would keep going with it. I didn't watch it, but it sounds interesting and intriguing. To. So I'm like, yeah, like I, I'm, I'm here for it. Like, let's keep exploring. Let's keep exploring it. Yes. Get an uppers. Do we have any and just like thatters and, and just like here. that watchers. This is the um, the thing that I can stand by, and I there's I believe in it. Uh, I think Cynthia Nixon and Sarah Jessica Parker are phenomenal actors. I think they're so talented. Apparently, the other one has one of the best plots and storylines. Is uh, that's what I'm is what I'm hearing. Like she has like the best growth in the show. I forget the other one. Uh, Charlotte. Apparently, that's sure. uh, I, that's what I read. That's what I'm. Now reading. that was not my experience of it, but oh. I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that might be what people are saying that's great <laughs> okay last while in or working it uh, yeah. <laughs> I was laughing at the fact that i said the other the one, other one. Whatever her name is. Yeah. i couldn't remember it <laughs> yeah. uh oh tim said cynthia nixon is also great in the gilded age oh that's her i saw the picture and like yeah. this white lady looks familiar yeah I, 
think I voted for her for governor of New York. She wanted to legalize marijuana. I voted for her. I didn't vote for Cuomo. And now look at you. Look at you. Y'all wish you had voted for Cuomo now. (laughs) Sure do. Sure do. Yep. Okay, last yeah. while I'm working it, I'm so sorry. I've been I've been wilding. I'm keeping time. This you last one, it, there was a final Jeopardy category. It was called singers, and the clue was in 2021. Here was the clue: in 2021, <laughs> at age 95, this singer uh, achieved a Guinness World Record for the oldest person to release an album of new material. And I, uh, Ken Jennings, the host. I, and so people were writing in their answers. The last question, they're wagering. And so, uh, you know, I, people wagered in. This one guy got uh, the right answer. He's, uh, or, uh, who is Tony Bennett? And he's like, that is correct. So you'll be adding $9,800. You got $18,800. you are the big winner. But there are other people who were t- chiming in. Who is Diana Ross? Uh, who Sarah had a picture of <laughs> Diana Ross, who is 77. Like, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, uh, were these contestants who was this contestant who guessed in while it or working it? What do we think? Yeah. Now, uh, you know who I think is working it is Diana Ross because she stands the test of time. I think yes. uh, everybody's just like, oh, yes. Uh, no, of course. I, we, they, she looks phenomenal. And of course, I believe that she's 114. <laughs> yeah, yes. Sounds right. So I think Diana Ross is working it as someone who unravels daily on a celebrity birthday quiz. The pressures, <laughs> the pressures of trying to answer while you're on film are intense. So I so I have empathy for, for my sweet little sweeties. Um, but yes, I think we should all know Diana Ross. Uh, so well that we know her age. So in that case, I'm going to go with Wyland. Yes. <laughs> and like Tim has a great point. If Diana Ross saw the episode, she probably would have drove down to uh, the set and slapped them upside yeah. down. Doing? She would have slapped them doing? upside down, left and right. Can I uh, tell you? But I also, I, I did think, yeah. I did think of you when I read this. I was like, Renee's going to have sympathy because she is often put on the spot to answer yeah. trivia. So yeah. <laughs> Renee will always have sympathy for people. Yeah, who are but running. I guarantee they, uh, especially because it's become uh, viral, <laughs> those guests feel bad about it. Uh, and then an anecdote: I was uh, walking with my friend Tony during one of the pandemic walks, uh, and we had our dogs, and Tugboat saw a squirrel, and he went for it. Um, and so I made a little joke because uh, I got him, uh, and he didn't he didn't get away. And I go and I did a little kick, and I go still spry at fifty nine, and my friend. Tony goes, no, no, you're 59 <laughs> believed, believed no. it, fully okay. believed it. So I no. think, uh, people, especially in Los Angeles are very confused on how old people are because there's yeah. a lot of plastic lot surgery. Of I can't tell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, uh, still and black don't crack so y'all can yeah. never know people think i'm <laughs> people will be surprised to find out i'm 13 <laughs> going on 70 
Well, that was fun. I love Renee so much. I love doing Get On Up. I hope y'all come on over with us. What's so great is you all, as maybe you could see, if you're like, who are they talking to? Who's this Stacy person? Who's this other person? Uh, those, are the, those are the listeners. Those are the viewers. They chime on in. We react right there. So no longer do you have to yell out in your car or your subway. Uh, you can yell directly to us and we will respond. So if you're on, if you have an Alexa or an Echo device, it'll just say open up back channel. Uh, and we're live right then and there, or you can catch uh, past streams on YouTube. You can actually even watch on YouTube as well, and uh, we'll get your chat. So, so many, two different ways to watch, Alexa, Echo Device, or on the YouTube stream on Back Channel. We have the link uh, there in the show notes. So if you are confused on how to join, it's right there in the show notes. Click it, and we'll see you all over there. Oof, I cannot wait for the Senate hearings for Judge Bredgebound uh, Jackson to be done. But I hope you all saw the moving monologue and speech that Cory Booker, Senator Cory Booker, gave. Um, where he pretty much was like, he's like, you know, you, he, people seem so reticent to not acknowledge the historical nature of this and the grilling that she's getting. Uh, I mean, of course, just, we're not surprised, but it's still... None the least, not easy to watch. And Cory Booker, you know, was tearing up as he was looking at her and just having a, a moment, you know, and he said, it's hard for me not to look at you and not see my mom, not to see my cousins. Uh, one of them who is sitting here right behind you, uh, she had to have your back. I see my ancestors in you. Uh, and he was talking to her like, you know, no one's going to steal this moment from you. Or when you got that text message, when you got that notice that, you know, you were going to be recommended for the Supreme Court or get this, you know, nomination here. I uh, it's just a really, really beautiful, impassioned speech. Definitely, definitely check it out. And again, just goes to the point. We talked about this a lot. Minority Corner linked lineage is just something that us black folks we feel more than other demographics. Uh, you know, Latinx and I think you know, um, Asian folks also feel it. Indigenous people for sure. But at least the data and study just shows that um, you know, when you've been oppressed together you feel all the wins and all the losses so we're not surprised that this is happening but glad that it's almost over and again senator cory booker who is like he's he was the only black senator up there on the uh, judiciary committee i think there's only i think him and tim scott are the only two black senators because uh kamala harris has gone off to the white house to so the senate hashtag senate so white Anyways, we're almost there. Black Lady Supreme Court Justice is within our reach. So there it is. Well, we're going to be back next week. Uh, Mackenzie Green is slated to be back. So excited to have her and dig on into the good good. So we'll definitely be seeing you there. As a reminder, please, uh, you know, Minority Corner, we are wrapping up here. We want to hear from you. We're putting together uh, some audio clips uh, from you, the listeners. So you can email over to minoritycorner at gmail.com. Just send a little audio clip of just what is Minority Corner meant to you? Any shout out to the folks working on the show behind the scenes uh, anything that sticks out for you anything that you would want to share uh what segments you've really enjoyed uh what you loved about the show what you'll miss uh any sort of love would love to get y'all's voices here so send those over audio clips over to minority corner at gmail.com or you can also type out a little message um as well so uh we're working on a little 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 segment we'd love for y'all to be a part of it 
Well, that's going to do it. I'm going to head on out of here. Big thanks to our producer and editor, Sarah Brown, who's just been killing it, helping the preparation for this show in so many different ways. And she's over there on Get On Up as well. So wearing multiple hats. Shout out to Sarah Brown, uh, our wonderful production coordinator, Lori Fowler. All of you Get On Up listeners, our Maximum Fun members, we can't do the show without you. We love you all so dear much. Take care of yourselves. We'll be back here in another week. Thank you all for listening to Minority Corner because together we're the majority. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.